Welcome to the Land Cave, where we're living as nerds. I'm Patrick, joined by Owen through the power of the internet. Hello! Yeah, both wearing our nerdy shirts as per usual. That's what we do. I literally so, change every time before the show. <laughs> I do too, but it's usually either I, I've worn that shirt too many times, or I feel like what I'm wearing is too plain. But usually yeah. I, I want to I space it up. You purposely put on some nerdy stuff, right? Every single time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, re I refuse to not like if I'm gonna do a nerdy podcast, I'm gonna wear a nerdy shirt. I think I think I've I think I've one time worn a, like a button down shirt because it happened to be what I was wearing, and then mm -hmm. I can't remember if I did it. I think I did that. Maybe it was on a solo shirt show. I don't remember. But yeah, we gotta represent. Gotta represent. We talk about nerd stuff here. We talk about video games. We talk about comic books. You know, just general nerd stuff. Mostly mostly video games. But uh, yeah, we're not gonna discriminate against nerd culture. Not in the least. No. It's not what we do around here. Not at all. So I was looking down at my phone because I was trying to share the, uh, no, it's okay. the live feed. That's okay. I, I will say, um, uh, speaking of discriminating against nerd culture, I found myself doing that. There's a YouTube show um, that I started watching called Um Actually. And it's – I don't know if you've seen it, but you have people the, – the, basically the premise is that they – like um, they'll read off a fact, uh, but part of the fact is wrong. Uh, about some nerd culture and the person buzzes in and has to say um actually incorrect it i have seen that i watched maybe an episode yeah. at one point or another it's 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 okay i find it funny like partially because i like quit you know i feel like it's a challenge sometimes it's interesting sometimes people miss things that i think would be like really easy and then they have questions about animorphs I used to read that book you did okay Oh yeah, I that was right. That was, that was right around my time. I mean, you're a few, few years behind me, so that was like, yeah. that was like early middle school. Yeah, so late they, elementary school. They were mentioning that, like, they haven't talked about Digimon or anything like that, but like they mentioned Animorphs mm -hmm. and like, <laughs> I would have gotten some Digimon stuff, <laughs> but I just thought it was funny. Like the the one that I can't believe no one got uh, was they had a Battlestar Galactica thing uh, that they described, and they were calling the the Cylons like. Agorions or something like that, and I'm I'm like even if you don't watch the show, you know I think people know what Cylons are, right? I mean that's you're talking about a hole in my personal knowledge. Okay. I've literally never like I've been told to go watch like the later series yeah. of Battlestar Galactica, so I know that there's like an original series, and then I know it like came back at yeah. some point. And the new one's and, different, yeah. And I've been told I should watch the one where it comes back. Yeah, I think. But literally, I've never seen a single episode of Battlestar Galactica. I've not seen an, a single episode of the new one, which is supposed to be good. But like, I knew what Cylons were. But anyways, that was that's what I've been up to. Um, well, see, I would have gotten that question wrong. If you ever, if you ever really do want to make yourself feel good, though, mm -hmm. look up all the times that video games have been on Jeopardy, and <laughs> like see those cat, like see those questions yeah. uh, or answers rather, uh, since we're talking about Jeopardy, and like all the way up to like a thousand dollars, and it's just. It's it like it's dumb, but at the yeah. same time, ninety percent of the questions on Jeopardy I can't answer. So it's like, well, just get something in my wheelhouse and I'll win tons and tons of money. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I know the I know the famous one, Danky Kang. Yeah, I know about that one because that one's just hilarious. But yeah, I'll have to I'll have to look up that montage. Um, so I yeah. haven't been playing a lot of video games right now because I uh, somehow fractured my finger. Um, 
hyperextended. Still got thumbs, don't you? I still got thumbs, so I'm limited. <laughs> so I'm limited to the games that I can play. I can't play Dark Souls. I can't play. Uh, I was playing Borderlands before. Can't play that. There's a lot of games that I can't play because it's going to require quick access to that uh, that L2 or that middle finger. Um, I can play Final Fantasy VII. So that's yeah. what I'm going to be playing to rest myself because that won't require Twitch action, uh, no pun intended, uh, of my of my finger. Because um, I've been playing like Magic the Gathering and some other things. I I waited like an idiot. I waited too long to get it checked out, and they're they're like, I don't think you are going to lose mobility, but there's a chance because um, I can't like yeah, I'm I'm dumb. I thought I thought it was. I'm just not gonna sprained. say anything because that's a crappy thing to hear. I so, thought it was sprained. Yeah. Well, I thought it was sprained, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll just I'll just rest it. I won't do anything crazy. Um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, we're all in the clear. I mean, it's doing better uh, since I started since I, it's in a brace. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch what video. It's just, it's just sad. It's sad, and I can't play any of these lovely guitars. Yeah. I'll say, uh, so I know healthcare is not cheap, folks, but as somebody, I've had problems that I won't go into, but I have various physical problems over the last, since September of last year. I've gone to, I want to say around 15 or 20, like, doctor's appointments, so I know that it's expensive, but you got to keep going. Like, uh, the things that I've been working on are slowly but surely uh, getting better, Um, so... You know, don't wait. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not usually one who waits. I just, I, I, I procrastinated. Stubborn in your old age. Well, I procrastinated it a little bit, and then I was like, well, I've got my vacation coming up, and you know, I don't want to. I like maybe I'll go after that if it doesn't. Feel, if it's not better, um, yeah, I, I need to stop doing that. I don't don't do it very often, but every now and then it just completely bites me. So, what have you been playing lately? Man, so you mentioned Final Fantasy VII and why that, that like that's such a good thing for it to to get into yeah. while you have a messed up finger because man, JRPGs. Mm-hmm. I, I came to this realization a couple days ago because I'm playing Fire Emblem Three Houses on the Switch. It's fantastic uh, if you like strategy RPGs. I'm about 25 hours in, and this is coming off of putting 90 hours into Persona Five. Um, I came to the realization that JRPGs are probably in the best spot that they've been in in maybe 20 years or more. Yeah. Um, we've had in the last few years, and I'm not even going to name all of them, but we've had more additions to the Tales series. Final Fantasy 15, which while divisive, I still thought was excellent gameplay. Mm-hmm. Persona 5. Dragon Quest XI, which is lo- which is one of the best in the series. I can't wait to play the definitive edition on Switch because I didn't put enough time into it on PlayStation, but I want to play that sweet 16-bit edition. Fire Emblem, um, uh, Octopath Traveler, if you're looking yeah. old school. Uh, there's that one that, that Kevin likes, that uh, Cosmic Star Heroine um, that's like Chrono Trigger-like. Like, and it's taken me a while to pick them up again. I went through a very long lull, probably ten years or more, where the only, literally, the only JRPG that I would play was Final Fantasy VII or Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> I would like not counting Final Fantasy XIV online, but it's a safe bet. Yeah, safe bet. yeah. And I played Final Fantasy XV because I waited that long for it, and then I dropped them again because I'm just like, no, the turn-based RPGs cannot be good again. Like it can't happen. And I was completely wrong. Uh, so I'm back in. 
I'm going to take Fire Emblem probably through the end of the month. I'm going to pick up Dragon Quest XI on the Switch at the end of September, probably be, be into that. Like the, the, my fall is looking pretty uh, Japanese, yeah. uh, and I love it. I, it makes me feel young again. Cue the, cue the I'm turning Japanese song. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, when you said your fall is looking very Japanese, it just immediately popped into my head. But no, it's, it's a good time to be alive. Speaking of Japanese... Because this segues into uh, what we were going to talk about next. Um, so there have been a lot of people blaming the recent mass shootings and death and murder in general on violent video games. And you and I, I know, could go on like rants about this, but I wanted to really quickly soapbox in a crazy quick moment. Because people are talking about violent video games thinking that violent video games cause violence. When we've shown that there is no connection to violent vi violence, violent video games versus youth violence, or per country, and Japan is Japan even on this list? Not on the list. Japan has the same video games that we have, if not making the games that we're playing. The problem that they have is different. It's a suicide problem. Mm -hmm. But in the middle of this rant, I'd like to point out with one word how every single politician is wrong and i can prove it with one word that no one else is mentioning because no one no one's deep into nerd culture like we are that word is manhunt manhunt came out and manhunt too and i don't i know these are not your thing at all and as a horror game uh fan as a uh fan of horror video uh, movies and all that no one became a serial killer after watching this after playing it that's the most visceral game that I've like played probably in my entire life. But serial killing's down. So if violent video games cause cause people to mimic the violence that they see, like Call of Duty or some or, or GTA, then Manhunt would have done the same thing, but it didn't. So mic drop. <laughs> so I, I had my own list of uh, I don't have, I don't have pictures <laughs> to go with mine. I didn't prepare uh, you for that. I'm sorry. That's absolutely okay. So this comes after, again, so I'm only naming two of the politicians, but Senate Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and then President Donald Trump both mentioned video games on Monday after the shootings. And by the way, uh, I don't know if we have any listeners anywhere close to any, either of those places, but El Paso, Dayton, you know, fist bump, man, uh, that sucks. Uh it shouldn't be happening. That's, I'm not going to go into like how to fix it or anything like that. This isn't the show for that. But in terms of blaming video games, I went to a little-known website that I really do not like clicking on ever, and that's Fox News Network. And just to show that I'm trying not to be like completely biased in this, I went to Fox News. What does the research show? There are no longitudinal studies that show a link between violence and video games, said a uh, professor from the University of N Nevada. Uh, plenty of gamers get upset when they lose or they feel that the game is cheating, but it does not lead to violent outputs. Mm -hmm. uh, another study in 2006, uh, 2006 yep. uh, from Indiana University found that teenagers who play video games showed higher levels of emotional arousal, but less activities in the parts of the brain associated with the ability to plan, yep. control, and direct thoughts and behaviors. And then uh, a professor at Villanova University who focuses on video games found in his research that men who commit severe acts of violence 
actually play violent video games less than the average male. About 20% were interested in violent video games compared with 70% of the general population. Uh, He explained in uh, his book uh, about why the war on video games is wrong. Uh, And then lastly, another study uh, by the same guy uh, showed that violence tends to dip with a new violent movie or video game comes out possibly because people are at home playing the game or in theaters watching the movie. Uh, The general story is people who play video games right after might be a little hopped up and jerky, but it does not fundamentally alter who they are. So I I got all this stuff from Fox News because they're generally a right-leaning website. That is generally who point to this. I do want to throw out the Democrats do like to point to it, too. So I'm not just trying to throw the right under the bus. Lieberman in the 90s uh, did not like video games at all. That's why we have the ESRB. Stop it. Yeah. Just stop it. Like, I get it that you don't want to blame the actual problem. And again, we're not here to address that. But stop blaming video games. There are over one billion video game players. A billion. On the face of the planet. With a B. So literally... I could say, hey, that guy eats hamburgers. He likes to kill people. Like, come on. Like, that, yeah. That's the kind of comparison we're making whenever we talk about video games. I had to bring it up. I don't want to take the bait too much because it just, it's stupid. It's, it's definitely just, it's a distraction. That's yeah. all it is. But this is a video game and nerd podcast. So we have to address this distraction regardless uh, of it. Uh, and I've, and I've, I've been angry studies. all week. So. Me, too, me too. But I've seen similar studies where they're talking about like you're talking about like the the um, uh, emotional uh, aspect of what happens with the game. I've seen studies where they were talking about people who play games have a, uh, have less of a chance of having uh, like basically being able like they have less of a chance of having anger management issues. Um, because they have an outlet of one one way or another, which is important in my opinion, like video games versus working on a, your yard or your car, whatever it is, it's an outlet that causes you to get that allows you to get through frustration, allows you to feel like you've succeeded, which is something that's really important in psychology to feel like you've accomplished something. Um, and video games allow you to do that, in my opinion, in a, in a in almost instant gratification way. But anyways, we'll get off our soapboxes. Video games are great. We live in a great time of video games. Don't you are we already have a rating system. So let us be be the be the conservatives that you are and say, uh, well, let's let the market uh, dictate that, and we have a rating system to to protect kids. So, anyways, let's talk about things that want that do make me angry though. Ninja. Ninja makes you angry. I don't know, it just irritates me. Not as bad as Jacksepticeye or anything. Oh, really? Uh, Ninja <laughs> doesn't bother me at all. He's, he's, he's not that bad. I just thought I'd segue. And I don't I don't have real negative thoughts about okay. him, like, like I do about PewDiePie or, or Okay, Jacksepticeye. yeah, because honestly, I think if there's a face for, for, for nerds, he doesn't do a bad job, no, um, especially because he turns a lot of his money into charity. Um, that was a bad segue. But yeah, so yeah. it's okay. So uh, what Ninja has, has done is he did a really weird... Uh, completely sarcastic, by the way. A lot of people like that didn't really watch this thought it was a real press conference. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> it's like, but he's asking himself questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just weren't paying attention to that fact. So he did a uh, a parody of like a LeBron esque thing of he's taking his talents to South Beach. Well, Ninja's taking his talents to Mixer. Yep. Um, now a lot of people are going to be like, "What's Mixer?" 
I don't blame you. Um, that is Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft, man, Microsoft. good at talking today. Microsoft's uh, streaming website, a lot like Twitch. If you don't know what Twitch is, that's okay. It's another streaming website. You get to go play video games, and you can watch people play video games uh, on there. He is left Twitch after years and years mm -hmm. to go stream exclusively on Mixer. And while that may not be the biggest thing to everybody, like for people who pay attention to streaming culture at all, it was a very big announcement that was yeah. not expected at all. I, I think it wasn't expected for a lot of reasons. I don't think Twitch or YouTube or Facebook or anybody have thought about exclusivity. Um, there's a lot of people who post and, and stream to multiple platforms. So I, I don't think that and, for, and I also think that Twitch didn't think anybody was going to dethrone them, as it were. Um, I mean, they're they're the de facto place to stream and play and, and stream gameplay. Yeah, you can stream to YouTube, but Twitch is where you go. Mixer's been trying to do their thing. Microsoft's been trying to do their thing. Um, I'm curious, did we see, see or has it been revealed how much he got off this? No, that, we're not going to find out about that. Jay Ghosty, uh, which is his wife, uh, is his manager, and yeah. she puts in work. So if we're talking about, like, he had lost a number of subs, um, notably from Twitch in the last few months, and that's just because he hasn't been streaming as much, um, because she has helped him find other avenues. You can see his merch in Walmart and Kohl's and, and so many other things he's grown in YouTube. So he already wasn't streaming much, but he was making millions um on twitch probably I don't know, probably a month maybe every couple months um so it, i would be shocked if it was anything less than 10 million dollars that's, that's basically what i was gonna say it was it was a it was either the same an equivalency or or enough for him to be like well it's a safe bet i can get sponsorship elsewhere as long as I'm continue, as long as that was open on the contract, if it was just saying, as long as you stream here, we're cool. Um, Anthony in the comments mentioned uh, he feels like he's the only part, one of the few people who doesn't watch or deal with many Twitch or YouTube streamers. I don't watch a lot live. I do watch a lot afterwards. Um, people, you know, archived uh, streams or whatever. I know you watch live, but I watch more. I watch more playthroughs than I do streaming. So. Yeah, I watch a lot of streams. It's not for everybody. There's a there's a thing of you know uh, the the biggest like joke in the world about it is like why would you watch anybody play video games when you could just be playing video games themselves and that's where you get to be like why would you watch sports when you can play sports yourself? Yeah, uh, I, I know Anthony wasn't saying that at all. So, no, no. but I, I I I but what I'm saying is is that not everybody like necessarily gets it and it doesn't sure. click with everybody. But I have found uh, in the in the type of work that I do and how long I spend like at home, I work from home. I'm at home all the time. It's good background noise. It's nice to see some people playing some video games. It's nice to, it's nice to have um, a community to interact with every once in a while. Um, there are also uh, podcasters. Yeah. Uh, like I listen to podcasts that do similar things to what we are doing here on Facebook. Uh, that also do streams where they just do like group podcast streams and stuff. And that's fun. Uh, and then there's also things like critical role where you can watch people do like D and D live and things like that. Um, so the thing about Twitch 
is that even if you don't necessarily want to watch people play video games, you can go on there and see people do art and play music and yeah. and do other things. Um, and it's just that they're doing it live versus recorded on YouTube. Yeah. So it's not for everybody, but sure. I do encourage everybody should just check it out. Click around yeah. every once in a while. It's fun. Yeah, actually, one of the one of the Twitch streamers that I do watch every now and then, it's uh, I want to I think they're a husband and wife that play music and sing and they take they'll take requests like if you donate they'll they'll do a request so they do like mostly covers and some originals but the requests are usually requests for covers sometimes there's something they've never played before and it may or may not work um which i think is really cool seeing people people do that um yeah it reminds me of like in band in high school i don't know were you in band in high school I was I was uh, in music theory, so I wrote for band. I was one of the nerds of the nerds. I was in okay. jazz band for a little bit, but yeah. So, so in band, the and in orchestra and in choir, they have a thing called sight reading, mm-hmm. um, where you would have to do that as like part of like the school thing, and literally like Horrible you get a. You get a piece that you've never played before, and you have like thirty minutes or an hour or something like that to learn it, and then you got to go play it for judges. Oh. Um, so I imagine that for people like that it's even crazier because it's like hey here's a request for a song we've literally never played go do it do it right that'd be now. fun well i did sight reading i, I want to know that stream share that with me uh, I'll, I'll find it yeah okay. um uh i did sight reading i did sight reading in so i wasn't in band band i was in jazz band for a semester but i was in music theory uh but i had to do sight reading and kind of a little bit in both of those but they never gave us 30 minutes or an hour maybe i think that i know band competitions i think they do that but mine were like you have like a minute and it's right in front of you so you can just literally look at it and read it um which i there's another guy i can uh i'll i'll link you to in the comments or in in facebook chat yeah uh keepers first i think i may have told you about him before he's on youtube and he i i i don't, don't think he's still active now um but he would sight read he's a, a ragtime pianist and ragtime ragtime did not never played video games and his i don't know if it's his nephew or his student someone was like hey you should play this song and he put up uh super mario brothers or something and he had no idea what it was and he starts playing these these songs he's playing like, like um all these different um video game songs and they may be an arrangement but it is literally the first time that he's ever seen it and he's playing like the super mario 2 um, you know, theme or the uh, sorry, the ath- the Super Mario ath- athlete rag. He's playing mm-hmm. that. He's literally just looking at it and he just starts playing, like immediately. Um, I've never been anywhere near that good, but drums I'm okay at. But it was like, anyways, um, being able to do that immediately is really cool. But so either way, the fact cool. that that's not the only, you know, video games aren't the only live yeah. stuff that you can see. And so it's for me versus YouTube, because I rarely watch YouTube, and that's what's weird about it is I love watching the live stuff. It's literally the fact that it's live that yeah. interests me because you can get real time comments in with these streaming, you know, say, Hey, what's up, man? And it's like they're like, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. And that's a a thing that that uh, applies to that social media aspect of you, where you like those those likes and stuff. That's yep. that's part of it. Yep. Anyways, Ninja moving over there. That's pretty big. I think that uh, as we wrap that up, that um, I don't know what it does for Mixer, but it's interesting because Twitch 
is doing fine and has been doing fine before Ninja was doing fine. Um, He helped uh, make it bigger, Um, but Fortnite helped him get big. Uh, Mixer is barely known to anyone, Uh, so he's helping put Mixer potentially on the map, um, which could hopefully drive some competition between uh, uh, for Twitch, which I'm all for. I love competition. Of course, of course. And my hope is that I don't know if this is going to happen, but my hope is at least half of his subscribers go on to Mixer and watch him regularly and then maybe check out the platform more because, like you said, the competition breeds diversity, breeds opportunity. So I'm all, I'm all for it. Innovation, baby. That's right. What I'm not for is people leaking data. And Ooh, this was bad. This was pretty bad. So... This was E3 Expo. Personal information was leaked of 2,000 journalists. So it was not. It was uh, attendee, uh, journalist attendees. Um, and this and this has actually since been updated. Mm-hmm. Uh, that not only was this last year's E3 journalists, mm-hmm. but they actually had to put out a thing where they said uh, people who attended the E3 convention in 2004 and 2006 also potentially have their data leaked as well. So going back uh, years, dude. Yep, years. And this is 2004, 2006. No one was talking about cybersecurity. Nope. No one was talking about I mean, identity theft has always been a thing of one one sort or another. But that's that's crazy. Um, that makes me that makes me wish there was a way, other than like social security numbers and different things like that, that you could like do verification. Um, like you can do temporary fake debit cards. I don't know if you've seen that, like Chrome extensions. Mm. So it'll Doesn't surprise you. me. Yeah, so you can link it to your card and be like, I'm not going to spend more than $15 on the subscription. So you tell the fake, it's, it's an interesting uh, setup. I wish there was a way to do that with social security cards. Like, can I get, can I refresh my social security number every year or something? Or maybe the, the real number s- remains, but no one's going to ever ask me for it. Um, this wasn't social security numbers, but it's just cybersecurity in general was not thought of in 2004. No. And so this, uh, by the way, this is from the ESA. So ESA, uh, if, you don't, if you don't know, they are the people who run uh, E3. This could kill the ESA. So the the majority of the money that ESA gets is from E3. Um, they do some other stuff uh, throughout the year too. But like whenever you, if you were to have fun looking at their financials, the majority of their financials was from E3. And if they had a bunch of data leaks from E3, one, you have people who are going to be wary about. Um, this is all journalists, by the way. This isn't the consumer, but the people who spend the most time there and are getting their outlets are paying money for them to have journalist badges and so on. Uh, there's, this is a lawsuit waiting to happen. I'm pretty sure that there's already a class action in process of getting done. Like this, like I, I don't want to, I don't want to go sky is falling or anything because I hope nothing happens to, to E3 proper from a selfish standpoint, because I love sure. E3. If you if you'd like to see my reporting on the last yeah. E3, I did a lot of it. Uh, but this is the thing where like this could bang up them if the if the class action like took enough money and damages. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I don't want E3, I don't want anything anything to happen to E3 either. Uh, it's but you but you never know. And especially, I feel like it's a volatile time for them anyways because E3 is evolving. 
Sony left last year. Sony left. Nintendo's just Nintendo doesn't do presentations, but yeah, they're just on the show floor. Just on the show floor, so there's so much that they don't necessarily need to have E3. We have other, um, other shows, other conferences. Um, EA's not just, there anymore. EA's yes. There's so much that it's a volatile time for them to have this happen. Um, yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah, so this this was just a crazy thing that happened over the weekend. This this small uh, journalist, uh, I think her name is Sophia Narwitz, found this, and then the the what Patrick's been showing is um, Kotaku picking it up. Uh, just crazy, like just absolutely crazy. It was literally the if you if you read into it, and I definitely encourage you if you're interested in this kind of thing. Basically, all they had to do was like go click on like a link, and there was just an archive that just had all these people's like, personal information and since this has come out um people have started getting phone calls and you know the you know the internet um just let your imagination run wild from a personal standpoint i will say this somebody tried to uh access my netflix account uh last week from I singapore yeah uh immediately changed my password uh turned out um that there's been two different breaches of my information in the past six months. Um, there's a website that, if you aren't aware of it, it's called You've Been Pwned, or Have I Been Pwned? One of the two. Um, but you can have alerts set up uh, with your email address and so on. Two-factor your stuff, people. Yep, yep. We're, we're I'm not even joking. Yep. Two-factor. Two-factor. Two uh, I think that we're in a situation now where a lot of people want to go to a, a single sign-on. Uh, if you're not familiar with that term... <laughs> You've seen it all the time, where they, where you like, you want to log in Facebook log with in your with Gmail. Yeah. Do you want to log in with? Do you want to log into my this new website with your Facebook and link all your information? It's very convenient, but it does have the same, you know, the same type of uh, even more. Definitely two factor your social media accounts. Yeah, two factor all that. Because that's where all your pictures and stuff are. Like, that's where we start to get... I mean, not only do you want to care about, like, your credit cards and so on, but, like, just imagine the wealth of personal information that you potentially have on things like an Instagram or a Facebook. Um, yeah. Which it's crazy. I actually plan on locking down a little bit more uh, than I have in the past. Um, but, anyways, I won't go on too much of a soapbox on that. Just be aware of your cybersecurity. Be aware of people are out there and they'll they'll do all kinds of stuff take out credit cards in your name try to buy a boat all kinds of stupid stuff um or even like simple things like they'll just if they want to get if they get access to your google or your apple account or something like that and they just want to buy some music yeah. and they just want to rack or they you know they want to they want what's that uh game that are clash of clash, clash of clans, clans. yeah i i gotta go buy i gotta buy all that sweet sweet boxes on clash of cans yep. man i cannot talk clash of cans that <laughs> sounds bad yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's a game that yeah. would be banned um, yeah. if you want to ban it anyways um, speaking of, uh, of uh, stuff like that in regards to loot boxes and stuff the ESA did talk about this isn't something ESA really did I, I put good guy ESA for no reason there but um, apparently Nintendo, Sony and Microsoft are have all kind of collectively said they are going to uh, from uh, I guess the new platforms onward, more than likely in the future, uh, show the odds for uh, loot boxes, which I think is a really good idea to do. Uh, a lot of countries do that, or like they require that already. Japan requires that, which is where we get a lot of stats, but we don't get here. Um, I don't, I don't see any uh, negative negativity to that. You get sl uh, odds with slot machines. You can s check your odds with other gambling. 
and in one way or another this is gambling um, I know you and I kind of have different views on it but you are paying money for a chance of getting something good or some not getting much at all um, I think that showing the odds and I know I've said this ad nauseum, but just putting a label on the game would help. Uh, I don't want to ban them. I just want communication on them. What do you think about this? I think it's fine. Um, we're on odds on the where it's. I don't think it's gambling, but mo a lot of people do. Um, I don't think it's gambling unless there's a potential for uh, monetary return, which on all this stuff it is not. But it is very um, predatory on uh, just like the reasons why I like uh live uh twitch feeds over over youtube and so on like it is very um uh what's the word for the positive stuff um like when you work out you get endorphins Endorphin. it's very it's very endorphin inducing to click stuff and you know uh what am i gonna get am i gonna get something cool uh and it is very easy to get kids to spend a lot of their parents money so um We've talked ad nauseum about this uh, since we started doing a podcast together. I don't, I, I don't ever care about um, something like this. It's just a warning. It's just like the ESRB, where it's clearly on your uh, game that this is rated for teens or this is rated for mature. So it should absolutely be rated the same way in terms of like, hey, parents, please look at this little box. Yep. You don't, and you buy your kids Grand Theft Auto, but please. <laughs> You can't blame us anymore. It's just like, exactly. hey, caution, exactly. coffee is hot. I caution, this this iron will burn you if you iron clothes while wearing them. It is, it is much along those same lines. It's just a thing to keep people from suing you. I, I agree. I agree. One thing that if I, were gonna, if I was going to sue anybody about video games, though, it may be about taking my games away if I purchase them. Mm -hmm. DuckTales. Oh, woo! DuckTales is being... Ah, it's being taken off of uh, was it Wii U and a couple other. Uh, it's being taken off everywhere. Listed everywhere, which is crazy sad. Uh, I think I still have it on my Wii U. I need to boot up my Wii U and see. Uh, you need to make sure it's downloaded anyway, because they're sure not it's downloaded. They're not going to take it from you that way. So the only reason that I threw this story on there is because I've been a very big advocate for digital lately. Yeah. Um, my, I have gone all digital on Switch. Uh, uh, my most recent purchase of Fire Emblem, big AAA game, got it digitally. Um, and I'm just okay with it. I'm tired of putting more and more things on my shelf that I literally like play. Because everybody knows me. I play through a game once and I never touch it again. Um, so, but I wanted to highlight why people could be apprehensive about this. Because you have something like this where a game could just be lost. That said, they're not taking it away from people. They're not They're not going to go in and surgically remove it from your machine. So if it's downloaded, it'll be there. If you've purchased it, theoretically, you should have the ability to re-download it. But once it's delisted, it becomes a lot harder to find on your library. I know it's still doable, um, but that varies by console. Um, so uh, this happens all the time. There's actually a Twitter that I meant to write down on here to, to make everybody aware of, but you can go literally see like, and it's just a thing that lets you know about games that are being delisted or have been delisted. Um, sad state of affairs, but I did also want to note that if you really care about uh, DuckTales, um, it's not the remastered version, but you can get the Disney Afternoon Collection, which includes DuckTales 1, 2, Darkwing Duck, uh, Chippendales, Rescue Adventure, 
And Tailspin, you can get that for four dollars and ninety nine cents on PSN right now. It's on sale down from twenty bucks. Um, is that on PS4? Is backwards compatible to PS4? It's on PS4, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, they, it's. I think it's on Xbox too, but it's it's dumbly not on Switch. Like you'd think, the set like this Disney Afternoon Collection of NES Capcom games would be perfect on the Switch. But for some reason, they, they have not. Um, so it's not the remastered version. But literally, I just want to uh, point out, like, if you're ever thinking about games and especially some of these indie things that are digital only, and you're like, oh, I could buy that later. It'll exist. There's a chance that it might not. So, you know, mm-hmm. support your publishers while you can. Yep, that's exactly right. And which is one reason that some people are apprehensive, like you said, about moving to digital, which may be even more appre- even more reason why people are apprehensive about Stadia. Yeah, I thought this was the perfect segue. I thought so too. So, um, Stadia, sorry, Stadia is going to have a presser right before Gamescom. Gamescom is on August nineteenth. Sorry, uh, August twentieth. Nineteenth starts on the nineteenth. Kickoff is on the nineteenth. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we're going to hear more about Google Stadia. I am. I think I've not. uh, I'll admit I've not. uh, I need to pre-order. My, my Stadia, I know mm-hmm. you did. I did. I need to pre-order it because I want, I mean, I'm really curious. I want to be in on it. Plus you get your, uh, the Chromecast Ultra. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about the flexibility of this. Switch proved that being able to uh, take your games with you no matter what was a huge factor, a huge benefactor. By the way, I love this gamer, that, that uh, old woman, by the way, because she's yeah. awesome. Um, but uh, the Switch proved that when a lot of people were saying, oh, well, you know, people aren't really that into it, or if they are, they want to play a mobile game. No, we don't want to play a mobile game. But being able to, if I'm traveling, if I'm, I went away for, uh, like, for vacation, and I brought my Switch, because, you know, you never know. I'm not going to bring my Xbox, but in this case, I could just bring my Chromecast and my controller and play wherever I am. You wouldn't even necessarily have to do that if you're, say, like you're traveling for work and you bring your personal laptop anyway, or even your, you don't even have to, you don't even have to bring your personal laptop. No, you can even do your, like, if if your work allows Chrome, for example, I'm not encouraging, but if your work allows Chrome, you can literally play in your web browser on that computer. The, the, The theory is, and the reason why I am a day one uh, I'm not going to say full supporter yet, even though I did give them my money. Sure. I did buy the Founders Edition, like he said. I wanted the controller. I want to check this out. I'm a day one. I'm super intrigued about this. I'm a day one. Like I want this to be the future. I want this to be so easy. I want playing video games to be so easy. I want my my future. Uh, I'm not future. He's present. My son, <laughs> when he's older, to be able to like, hey son, like I want the TV right now. Okay, dad, go in my other room. Chromecast, boop 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 got yeah. my games. Like, don't have to move the console around. I already got the Chromecast hooked up for him. He just literally has to take the controller into the other room. Like, that's that's the reason why I'm in on this on the ground floor. I don't think it's going to be perfect right away. I think there's going to be a lot of hiccups. Um, so this is going to be interesting. They they said about this. It's on August 19th before the before the main show that we're about to mention as well. But they said it's all about the game. So apparently it's just going to be games announcements for for hopefully hopefully launch uh i'm hoping day one announcements um but they said that uh it's going to include ea 2k rockstar sega warner brothers capcom square enix among other many partners like there's so 
I'm I'm excited about this. I know this is feels like to me almost feels like a mini E3. Cause you got 15 publishers making announcements. Yeah. Um, that's it's it's pretty cool. Well, actually, what I was just saying, those were announcements that Google's working with. Oh, sorry, that's, Google. I yeah, that. So we, who knows what we're gonna see? The but to what uh, Patrick was saying, opening night is that same day. Yeah. And when we say opening night, this takes place in Germany, so it's actually going to be during the day um, of August 19th. I will try. Um, I don't know what day of the week that is yet. It's a Monday. Um, it's a Monday. So I, I work on Mondays, but I will definitely try to at least catch the highlights and post something up on our Facebook page, as I usually do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, for that, there is going to be 15 publishers there. Um I, the only thing that I fear about this, I just don't want it to be like a recycled E3. Like, I, like Square is going to be there. I better not see the same footage of Avengers that I saw at E3. <laughs> I, I really hope I don't. I hope we get to see a little bit more of the the stuff that's leaked since then. Um, yeah. I hope we get to see some of that more officially. I want to see. There's other things they could work. They could either show or even talk about. Um, I know some people don't like that. I don't mind. Like, I don't mind them talking, hey, let's talk some behind the scenes. We're working on this. Let's talk about, uh, one, I mean, when they talked about God of War and bringing God of War into the Norse mythology. I loved the, like, hearing the artists talk yeah. about the things they were they're drawing from. I'm fine with that. I'll eat it up. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about Gamescom. Uh, I am closing on my house the day uh, on the 20th. No, oh, nice. So I might not be that connected at this point but um i'll do my best do yeah do your best i'll do my best i'm i'm excited about it either way um, i'm happy keely's gonna host it keely yeah, Je- keely's jeff great. keely for those who don't know he hosts the video game awards and runs the video game awards uh every year so with jeff keely being the one who's hosting opening night that means kojima is going to be there and he did con- he actually did confirm like today yeah. i believe or yesterday he confirmed that kojima was going to be a part of it so that means we're probably going to see some more death stranding yeah. um which death stranding is supposed to come out later this year i still november don't believe it <laughs> i still don't believe it i if that game comes out in november i will be shocked to my very core um but it's kind of like a european e3 so i'm hoping just that we see some new stuff um the other cool thing is that uh, Sony is going to be at Gamescom. So hopefully we see some Last of Us 2, maybe some Ghost of Tsushima. We haven't seen any new Last of Us 2 since, was it January? Uh, I mean, I think they did like one of their PlayStation Plays things and they talked about it. But really, the last time we've seen like a lot of it was the E3, E3. before. Yeah, where they did that weird like it you're in the jungle type thing that was strange that like that really that was like one of the clunkiest press conferences ever was 2018 sony there was was the one with the lights over them and they were in like a what like was a banquet hall because it was mimicking where ellie yeah is in is in that hall yes which um i i absolutely love i loved everything about that except for us waiting I yeah, it's like, the taking a break. Yeah, I feel like it was a great experience for the people at the hall. I feel like it was very like Disney like to be like, I want to immerse you in this as a as a uh, maybe Disney's not the right right term. Almost performance art. Let's in completely immerse you, engulf you into this moment. Disney does that too. 
but yeah like when they did the god of war thing that was yeah. dope yeah but i think that i think that if we had seen that if they had uh, if they had pre has shot that in uh like hours before or maybe the day before and then cut out those sections so we just see that flute performance and yeah. then we see the ghost of shishima and then uh, there's I think that was really cool, except for the the waiting. It was a hurry. Yeah, and, and well, and they said it was weird for them too, in the sense like they said it was cool, yeah. but then they literally had to get moved between auditoriums because it yeah. was in two different places. So the journalists that were there also had to just get shuffled around, which was super awkward. So, whatever, who cares? Because Sony's going to be at Gamescom, which excites me. That means yeah. I'm I'm really, really hoping to get some more ghost Tsushima. i'm really really hoping to get some more last of us too um if i could get dates on either one of those that'd be awesome um i'm not i'm definitely not uh count what's the holding my breath there we go i'm not holding my breath that it's gonna happen but if even if i just see him and it'd be super super cool if they just if they sprinkle a little ps5 on there just a little mm-hmm. just a little like hey hey microsoft we saw you at e3 we saw you talking don't worry we're still here. Yep, because Sony hasn't. Xbox had their official announcement. PS, like PlayStation's talked about it. Officially. Yeah, they they're the ones that like did a really rare interview um, yeah. and talked about. But they they still haven't called it PS Five. But they talked about next gen PlayStation. They talked about the SSD drive. They showed Spider Man loading in in a second. Yeah. Um, so they they were the first ones to do it. Then Xbox followed up and like put holiday uh 2020 on it so i'm wondering if we see anything from stony on like we're gonna do summer of 2020 that'd be awesome i've wanted to happen so much that'd be hilarious. i would i would like to see sony beat them uh to to the market just by a little bit but even if they're the and the only reason i say that is i feel like if one releases before the other i don't even care which one it is in the long run um if you if they both release like within a month of each other you're going to have people who have to pick almost everybody's going to have to pick except for rich people who are going to like be like i'm buying both right now um or i may save up to do that because i may want to buy both consoles next year so it may be something i'm budgeting for right now because it's something i'm budgeting for like after i buy the house um but at the same time like most people can't do that so give six months in between is healthy so summer that'd be great Maybe someone can pick up one of each. Um, more than likely not, but um, I would like to see Sony just do something to the effect of one-upping them in regards to... I don't think they're going to one-up them in regards to graphics, but it has to be... They have to do something to I mean, show that they're better in one way or another. That's the thing, is that I think this console generation, and we probably should do like a, an episode about just talking about the next gen, maybe yeah. after Games Cup. We'll see if Sony says anything. Uh, but... I think that they're going to be so similar in terms of hardware that literally it's going to come down to the games. And so what we're really going to be uh, keeping a very close eye on is uh, with X, with Microsoft's uh, purchase of all these studios that they've gotten, um, what are they going to do with them? Because it, the way that it's shaping up, that even though you're probably going to be able to play Last of Us 2 on your PlayStation 4, it's probably going to be like a very close um 
cross-platform situation. Maybe it could launch on PS5. Like, imagine Last of Us as a as a launch title, or imagine Ghost of Tsushima as a launch title, or the game that I really think is going to be a launch title is Horizon Two Zero Dawn. Um, just imagine any of those three games being a launch title, and that's why it's was so important that uh, Microsoft mentioned at E3 that Halo is going to be launching on uh, on their new Xbox. It really, I think, in the next one, it's just like this one. I think it just comes down, comes down to the games. Yeah, I think and, too. And, you know, there's the PC Master Race out there, but, you know, <laughs> they don't uh, they don't have Zelda. They don't have, uh, I mean, I, they don't I have The Last of Us 2. I love my PC. I love playing games on my PC. I don't. At the same time, it's not as convenient. It's nowhere near as convenient. Um, Whitney's the one who actually got me more into console gaming than PC gaming. I used to play more on PC, um, but it's it's. I feel like PC gaming can be really isolating um, to an extent. I've even tried to put a I put a Steam um, uh, Steam link in the mm-hmm. living room. Yeah, that's that what was, a lot of people that, do. That was fun. That was cool. Yeah. Being able to access the library is really cool. But other than that, it's. I just feel like I'm isolating myself away from from my wife and like. I'm not about that. I'd rather play with her. I'd rather play and experience things with her. So, anyways, I think you can plug a do. I think you can plug a second controller in there. Mine's literally just I spend all day on a computer, so I don't want to mess with a computer anymore. I I want I want the I want the thing that literally I press power. Like literally right now on my Switch, it's in standby mode with Fire Emblems running. So I am power AAA to unlock the screen. Press button. I'm in Fire Emblem again. Like it's it. And while you can do that on the PC, it's just not something I want to mess with. No. So I love the PC. I love watching PC games a lot. That's what that's what all most all Twitch players do is play PC games. But uh, anyways, we digressed. We digress. Pal, talking about some Rocket League. Yeah. Yeah. So Rocket League's taking out loot boxes, which I completely forgot that loot boxes were a thing in there. Yeah, so they had like randomized things where I think you could get like skins and flags. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just remembered the microtransactions like buying the Batmobile or, or the Orion yeah. or something. I was like, that's cool. I completely forgot about the loot boxes because I don't think about them, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't try to. So a lot of people, the only and the only reason I threw this in there is, is again just because we brought up loot boxes, but that a lot of people are praising mm-hmm. uh, this thing by Psyonix. I want to let you know that Psyonix was bought by Epic this last year, so they are sitting on a pile of cash. Um, They've also, Rocket League came out, I think, four years ago, and has generated tons and tons of money. It's a a decently sized eSport. For those of you who are into eSports, a lot of people play Rocket League professionally. Um, They've made a lot of money off this game. So, while it's cool, that they are removing their randomized loot boxes. They still have microtransactions. You can yeah. still go buy okay. it. It's just that you can literally, like, there's no random element. You're literally like, I want to buy Batmobile. You can buy the Batmobile. I want to buy the the skull and crossbones flag. I can buy the skull and crossbones flag. I love that because I hate random skins. Like, I hate that. That's the thing that I've always hated about loot boxes is that I don't like random skins. Like, I, because most of the time I literally only want one skin. Like it's like I don't care enough to change my skin that often. If if anybody ever like looks at my profile picture, I change my profile picture on Facebook like once every six months or something like that, just because I just don't care. Like it's just not something that matters to me. So 
I like that aspect. It's just I'm not really going to give them that much credit because it's four or five years later. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony was mentioning in the comments, I was going to type it, but I'll just say it. Like he was saying, you know, did the loot boxes actually give you uh, any advantages? They didn't. It's all cosmetic. Nope. It's like, I want a little Our favorite kind. On... Yeah, which is great. I want like a purple flag on the thing, or I want like a happy face bobble thing. Or yeah. uh, Some of the cars arguably had, um, I wouldn't call hit them boxes or something. Hitbox differences. Yeah. Which is what I'm saying. Like, it really... They didn't give you any ones that you could purchase that were necessarily better than the ones than the stock cars, but they did have differences in the hitboxes. But that's more about choosing your playstyle than it is trying to win or something. Yeah, and so cool for them. Uh, I like it when you can just buy whatever skin you want instead of having to uh, to do it. So I like it. It's just I'm not going to give them uh, a ton of credit because there was old days where you could literally. Uh, you know get skins just by playing the game uh which i think you can get in rocket league anyway but that i understand at the time they were a smaller company you gotta do what you can to make money i'm not gonna hate on anybody for making money yeah the more people that want to to do away with those the randomized thing and just say hey what do you want to buy um yeah go for it with that i will spend i will spend more money that way if you're like yeah hey you want to i it's, it's something that uh my last time I was hanging out with my nephew, or sorry, not last time, it was a while back because I don't live with live near him anymore. Uh, but we were at uh, like main event or uh, one of those uh, Dave and Buster's. And yeah, he was trying to play like games with like tickets, and I was like, dude, if you if you want like that toy or whatever, like I'll just go buy you one of those, and we can play some cool games, and then I'll go buy that toy. I'd rather play some cool games and not spend money playing games to hope to get some stuffed animal or something yeah like, like to me i'm just like i don't need that i would rather just enjoy myself so some people like tickets man tell me you don't like playing a little skee-ball who doesn't like skee-ball i like skee-ball for trash talking though like i don't need it for tickets i don't need like that's how you get to trash talk though like why are you why are you sitting over there with one ticket while well, i got nine yeah yeah but <laughs> <laughs> like ski ball and like air hockey and those kind of games like or uh, or even like the the basketball ones you know like i like playing head to head with somebody like i one of my coworkers used to go on his lunch break and go over to david busters and like play play basketball and then go and then come back to work and i'm like so you just spent like 15 bucks and you just shot hoops with yourself like i got to i, I want to i want to be there with somebody to you know experience it I say this, and I haven't gone to one of those places in a long time because they're they're get, like, literally, whenever it comes to those those types of arcades, like, yeah. I need time crisis. If you don't have time crisis, yeah. you don't have Owen. Get out of here. Also, if we're going classic, I need the Star Wars trilogy arcade. Like, uh -huh. if you give me one of those two boxes, I will spend all I, all the money that I'm prepared to spend. Yep. Yep. on either one of those i don't want to play anything else i just want to play time crisis and i'll play star wars trilogy yep. but they don't really make those anymore like it's like you can go there and play like fruit ninja and yeah, it's like i, I can play I that on my ipad yeah, exactly. yeah i would say there's an arcade there's a couple arcades near me that have some retro games and you, and yeah. you have some, some yeah. decent ones around you as well uh cider arcade's really cool and then, yeah. uh free play was it free play arcade free plays in richardson and then they open another one in uh plano regeneration yeah so there's some cool stuff like that, like yeah. to actually play some good games. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, speaking of good games, there was Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild's a good game. Probably the best game uh, in ten years, if not the best game ever. And there was some protesting about a new game coming out. Yeah. Impact. 
um, yeah, it definitely looks like uh, Breath of the Wild. It's a straight ripoff. Yep. I mean, okay, so the uh, the combat doesn't look like Breath of the Wild, but the art assets, uh, the art of the enemies looks way too close. Music. Looks, the music. Yeah, which I, I didn't. I'm you can't hear it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, this this just looks exactly like Breath of the Wild. The only thing that's different, like okay, there's some floating stuff, but no, Zelda had that too. This all looks like Zelda. Um, there's some differences, and these character models obviously don't look like they're anime because they're anime characters. But yeah, I get it. So there was some some protesting, some pretty serial protesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but not not only this guy smashing his PS4 because place it, it's not only that this is a blatant ripoff, mm-hmm. but Sony is promoting the crap out of it. Heck yeah, it's on PlayStation, baby. And for them to be promoting this when it's, it's awesome. pretty much a ripoff it's is awesome. weird. It's awesome. <laughs> I think it's weird. Okay. Um. I don't. If they have a trial of the game, I'll try it out. Like it's not gotten to the point where I looked at it and said I'm gonna buy this, because if it was like, um, like okay, Dragon Quest Builders. I looked at Dragon Quest Builders and I said, oh, that's a th- third-person Minecraft with quests. With Dragon Quest. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, but but the the gameplay was like, oh wait, I'm gonna build and craft and explore but i also have quests but the gameplay was very much like minecraft i'm like oh i'll try that out this hasn't hooked me to the point where i'm like i like breath of the wild i'll like this but at the same time they just got a lot of free publicity yeah they did so <laughs> not only did that guy smash his ps4 uh one picture or image that he didn't show is that literally like around so this was at china joy which is uh a gaming event i think it's gaming so don't but i'm pretty sure it's like a gaming uh thing centered in china um and around the booth for this game a whole bunch of people brought their switches and had breath of the wild playing on the switch and they were holding it up yeah there's the picture uh so they're holding up their switches and in protest of this game yeah um honestly they they did more for this game than than that they didn't hurt this game at all they actually sold copies of this game by doing this protest um i'm all about this game this game looks awesome (laughs) like i don't care about because the thing about blatant ripoffs is that one it's on playstation that's Mm -hmm. great um two they one of the biggest complaints there's a lot of people who don't like breath of the wild i think it got uh rated too high in metacritic that it's a empty game um you're all wrong communist but uh that with this is that with the playstation's power versus the switch you can actually put a lot more assets in a world that you're crazily ripping off so if you haven't listened to the music you absolutely should because uh you know how like there'll be sometimes where you're walking around in hyrule and you just hear like uh i think it's like a flute or mm-hmm. something that just start like just starts playing absolutely the same like it's not the same riff but it's very very like it's so close so this is a blatant ripoff but is an imitation the purest form of flattery um weird al says so i think that if they want to rip it off i don't care i promote the crap out of zelda clones like so my favorite uh 2d 
uh, Zelda clone is called Blossom Tales. Um, it's on the Switch. It's on PC. I think it's even on PS4. It's like eight but dollars. But if you like Link to the Past, it's amazing. Um, it's very clearly a ripoff, except the protagonist is a female. Much like in this game, the protagonist is a female and not uh, not a male. It didn't bother me at all. Whenever uh, one of our watchers, Alex, pointed me to it, because I had not heard of it uh, until this weekend, and I was like 10 out of 10, day one buy. Uh, but instant buy for me because Breath of the Wild is my favorite game of all time. If you can give me something else in the, while I'm, especially while I'm waiting for Breath of the Wild too, uh, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. all day. Like, I just don't understand how anybody could be that upset about it. Like, I get if, the only people that should be upset is the people who created the game. Like, if you created, if you worked on Breath of the Wild, and you're like, man. Those assets look extremely similar to my assets that I worked on. You get to be a little miffed, but if you're literally just a person who like bought the game and played the game, like you could be like Patrick and think it's weird that Sony is very heavily like they don't care and they're just like, "Hey, you want Breath of the Wild on PlayStation? Here's a Breath of the Wild on PlayStation." Like PlayStation is completely <laughs> taking advantage of this. You want to think that's weird? That's absolutely fine, but you like, can you really be that angry about it? Like, what reason do you have to be upset? Yeah, see, I'm not angry. It was more <laughs> of like, I looked at it and went, I'm not, like, I don't have a reason to buy this. Yeah. But, but no, I agree. I agree. Like, people who are, like, vehemently angry was interesting. I mean... Why would you break a perfectly good PS4? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking of, uh, you know, I'll, I'm going to, I'll date myself here a little bit, but, like, back in the day, game certain games started coming out if they were first... They didn't say that call them first person shooters. Yeah. They called them Doom clones. Yeah. When a game came out, they were like, oh, this new Doom clone is coming out. And then that became a genre. Um, do I want Zelda games to become a genre? Absolutely. I'd Hell it. yeah. Can I get 10 different versions of Zelda coming out at me? Yeah, then I'll pick and choose which one's the best. And then the some really good stuff will come out of it. I mean, so many Souls games are coming out now. They're now calling them. Yeah. They're now calling them Souls game. Like <laughs> Dark Souls, literally got a genre because it's a Souls game. And then there's like uh, rogue games. Like it, for those of you who don't know, whenever you're playing a rogue game, like, like rogue, rogue was a game. Like yeah. it's not. It's not just that <laughs> they didn't just pick that word out of nowhere. Like rogue was a game, and then it became rogue like Souls like. If you want to do Zelda like do it there's even and again i posted one today um on our page that comes out actually at the end of the month on uh on everywhere it's on switch and everything called decay of logos also very clearly looks like breath of the wild like a lot of the the greenery a lot of the shade the shading um you have instead of a horse i think you have what looks like a llama that you ride around on it could be some type of other just non-earthly animal but <laughs> I'm gonna again day one buy. Don't care. Yeah. Any Zelda game, any Zelda like game that you just want to give me, people, my wallet is open. <laughs> see, see, to me, it, I've not. Other than the environment, it doesn't seem Zelda like to me. Um, I don't feel like. I mean, Decay, the one that I posted seen, today. Uh, oh no, no, that one. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, no Genshin Impact. Oh, Genshin, yeah. Yeah, like to me, I'm like, uh, like I love Zelda, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna buy this game. Sure. So, which makes it even weirder to me. It was like you didn't even you didn't you copied the art assets of the inspired by the art assets of um, 
of Breath of the Wild, but not the character models, just the backgrounds, the the music. I bet you there's a green outfit in there somewhere. Maybe. I mean, like, look at her running around. Like, tell me that gameplay. Like those enemies. Like, yeah, you have a gun instead, the, but oh, it... no, the gameplay. Uh, sorry, the enemies. The enemies yeah. look 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 like this. It looks this, so dope, though. This looks like Final Fantasy, which I'm not uh, not uh, opposed to. Yeah. I'm trying to find like, is there a little difference? This looks dope. Yeah, I mean. I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm just saying, like, I. I feel. I think you're right. I think protesting it didn't. Didn't. Uh, it helped it. It put it on the map for me. <laughs> totally put it on the map. Yeah. You this, see that that over the shoulder bow? That was all uh, Link right there, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it almost looks like it's a mix between that and uh, Nier Automata. Um, okay. Like, which you know what? Uh, those aren't bad games. So. I'm talking Patrick into buying it, guys. <laughs> so there's a chance that I'll buy it. Uh, let us know if you would buy it. I think it's a bit better uh, for the game of the, uh, for the news. So what do you think about this game? What do you think about clones of games? Do you like Zelda clones like Owen does? Are there certain games that you go out of your way to find games that are like? Like I try to find Souls-like games? What's your jam? Should let there be know. a Zelda genre? Yeah, there should be. Let us know in the comments. We'll see you later. Hey, bye.